everyone. Thank you for joining us. You are now tuned in to Trish Chat, a series that promotes meaningful dialogue around identity, culture, and real-life stories. We are your hosts, Steph and Jess, and everything you'll hear in our episodes are based on personal experiences. Make sure to tune in every Monday to hear our latest episodes. Hi, everybody. I'm Steph, and I'm here with Jess. Welcome to Trish Chat. Today we're talking about masculinity, and we're doing it with Elvin. Hi, Elvin. Hey, what's up? <laughs> we were just saying that Elvin has a really good podcast radio voice, so enjoy it. Hi, everyone. <laughs> this is Elvin here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so we met Elvin at a happy hour over it, a year ago. It was, it was not a happy hour. It was definitely a birthday party. It was a birthday party. It was a birthday party. Sorry. It was a birthday party. And we've been friends ever since. Yeah, it's been awesome. It yeah. has been awesome. Yeah, it's been a blessing. So, and first of all, thanks for the invite. So of course. Appreciate of course. it. Happy super, to be here. Super yeah. excited to have you. Well, thank you. Um, so masculinity is a topic that Jess and I have been wanting to cover for quite some time. And we wanted, obviously, the male perspective. Um, but we were particularly interested in having a Latinx man um, come in and talk about it because of um, our experience in growing up in Latinx households and the machista culture um, that exists. Machista basically means like the hyper-masculine um, culture where men have to fulfill certain roles of being a financial provider, being strong, not being sensitive. Um, and so we experienced that from our ends. We wanted to talk to um, a male figure within the Latinx community to unpack that and explore that. So before we start, um, Alvin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So um, I'm born and raised in Puerto Rico. So mm-hmm. um, I grew up in in the island um, back in 2010. So I decided to move to the States. So I um, lived in East Coast for seven years. And then um, I met my partner, Marion. And we decided to make the jump and come here to the West Coast. Uh, super grateful being here. Um, but now going back to Puerto Rico. So it was very interesting uh, during my years um, back there. So um, I grew up with my, on a single mother family house. So yeah. um, single mother raising two boys. So I'm the oldest of two. Mm-hmm. Um the lack of, you know, the my father's uh, presence. So basically, um, I had to take some uh, bigger responsibility, a bigger role, mm-hmm. uh, being the father figure, being the big brother, mm-hmm. and also, like, have good grades. So, like, make sure, like, you know, to cut the grass or, you know, um, help my mom with the house chores. So, yeah. um, I don't know. So growing up is... It, it was very interesting so I have like really high expectations in my house at being as the male mm-hmm. yeah. um, I had to basically be you know the provider not in economically but you yeah. know being supportive with um, you know like we at home helping my mother yeah like I said um, helping my little brother yeah. uh, to get good grades or helping with the work um, you know homeworks and things like that so Huh. That's really interesting because um, I didn't grow up um, in a single parent household, but what I'm hearing from more and more people who grew up with um, one parent or guardian is that they sort of take the role of being that parent's partner. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, you don't know. I mean, that, that's not, that's something that you don't expect. I mean, the, your parents getting divorced. So my parents got divorced when I was 15, um, but it was hard for me to understand. So now I, I get it and, yeah. you know, respect to those single mothers, you know, mm -hmm. out there. So, um, you know, my, my, my blessings and, and, you know, my respect because like, it's, it's, it's not easy. So, um, I don't personally, I don't have kids, Yeah. but, um, uh, growing up in that environment. So, um, uh, my mom, you know, had to work three jobs in order to support us to mm -hmm. provide, you know, like food to the, uh, to the table, provide a good education. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, in, in, in some parts, so I feel like, you know, that, that, was a blessing because mm -hmm. it, it made me a better person, um, a better, you know, male. I have more respect for women, especially I, you know, I'm looking up at my mother. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my mother right now is like, you know, having like two different roles. So being a mother mm -hmm. and also being a father. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, for sure. Did she ever, uh, sorry to cut you off there stuff, but yeah. did she ever ask that of you like to step up? as a older male figure or was it something that you at the time I mean you were 15 it's not so like did you just be like oh shit my life is changing and like my mom needs help like I need to step up I mean my mother also like indirectly told me um I feel like you know like I had to be supportive so um I grew up in a domestic violence um you know environment so mm -hmm. um being in that environment was like super hard um, and you know, like I always like look at my mom, it's like, oh mom, like she's going through, you know, like her mm -hmm. personal life, like with, you know, with her husband and also like with having their two boys and, you know, like trying to, you know, like find ways to bring food to the table. So, you know, like it was kind of crazy. So basically she's like, I always like, I was mature in that way. So mm -hmm. I, I always realized like, shit, like my mom is, you know, working her ass off. I gotta do something. So I yeah. mean, this is the way to do it. So by being a good kid. So at least I tried. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. And I can, you know, um, I didn't, I had a, I didn't grow up the same way, but I, I can relate as far as being raised by a single mom and like, yes, fucking single moms I don't know how they they do it anytime I'm having a hard day I think about my mom I honestly think about her I know uh, mommy te quiero I know <laughs> <laughs> shout no. out to Elvin's mom yeah mommy uh te amo so no I told my mother it's like mom I'm doing this podcast so uh, she's super excited so shout out to my mother yes. so <laughs> mom you're a badass so yes I love yes you. what's your name <laughs> Aracelis Shout out to Araceli. Shout out to you, Araceli. That's awesome. Yeah, no, for real. Um, so on the same topic of growing up, what did you define as as manhood growing up? What examples were showcased to you of what it meant to be a man, and how did you envision what it meant to be a man? Well, um, growing up, so I, 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 you know, I always have this perception of, you know, like, oh, you have to do like, you know, to be a man, the, the, the macho, you gotta be the strong one. Don't show, you know, don't be vulnerable mm -hmm. to people. So don't show your emotions. Don't cry. Um, mm -hmm. you know, the brute force always, 
Yeah. The, uh, but yeah, so basically, um, I just I, two days ago I came. Uh, I just came back uh, from Puerto Rico two days ago, and I was talking to one of my um, good friends down there, and we were talking about you know like guys in Puerto Rico, and you know she's single, and you know she's a very powerful woman, and and you know and she's attractive, but at the same time it's like hey, Elvin, so she was sharing with me, hey, Elvin. Um, I'm having a hard time trying to, you know, um, dating guys here because they get intimidated by, you know, like powerful women, a woman yeah. who, you know, who have their shed together. Yeah. And growing up for me, you know, is as a male, so I always like thought like, oh, basically, you know, you have to have your shed together. But over there, when a woman has a shed together, so when they have like a, they're independent, they're mm-hmm. like they have their on jobs and they don't rely on anyone so it's like oh shit like how you do it or like mm-hmm. and guys get intimidated by that mm-hmm. um that personally was not my has not been my case mm-hmm. um dating most of a powerful woman mm-hmm. i'm friends with you guys <laughs> <laughs> with you too so uh but, shout, shout out to marion yeah shout out, <laughs> shout out to Mary. <laughs> yeah so um but yeah i mean um that, that, and that I, was, I mean, that, go ahead. No, I was that like, you were talking about like, you were expected to be the strong one, not emotional. Is that something like they told you? Or did you just see that in like the men in your life? I think it was, no, I think I saw it like, you know, and I experienced it. So like, oh, and you know, like indirectly your society tells you, oh, boys don't cry, men don't cry, man. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit because, like, you know, at the end of the day, we're human beings. So we are not just, like, defined as, oh, no, you're just a male and you're not supposed to cry. At the end of the day, you know, we have emotions and we have to show, you know, that we are vulnerable in Mm -hmm. order to connect with other, you know, human beings. Uh, But that was something that, I mean, my, for, for example, my family is, like, super, like, you know, like, no, I don't want to call them machista because it's not. In a, in a, I don't want to say in a negative way, but you know, it's machismo. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, recently Marion took me to you know to get my mani, mani and pedicure. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh shit, like why I'm gonna do that? I don't need that. That's for girls. Yeah, so that's why my, that that was my mentality. Yeah. Right until the other days where you know she com- finally convinced me after years, so mm-hmm. she took me to the you know to the uh, nail salon and mm-hmm. I got my first pedi and mani and it was awesome. Yeah, it was <laughs> the fact that you know that it's I a know. nail salon. Toes looking fresh. I know. I have no. I have my mimosa and everything. <laughs> yeah. So I got I got super pampered. So wow, it was amazing. But so you cool. know, like things like that, like you know. Men are not allowed to have many pedicures and manicures, so like only girls do that. So, uh, or women only do, um, you know, uh, are the only ones who are allowed to do that. But for us, it's not common. But at the same time, growing up, so I've been like, you know, uh, getting more mature, and it's like, oh, this is a way to treat yourself. So now I, you know, I work, and you know, I never had this. you know uh access or benefits before so why not now yeah that's such a good example (laughs) that's such a good example um i i think about what you say in that uh, masculinity was showcased for you because i also think about 
um, the way that I grew up and seeing um, other people in my family and how they treated their daughters versus um, their sons and how even though it wasn't specifically stated, um, there were subtle ways in which it was shown to you the way that a man is supposed to act versus the way the woman is supposed to act, right? So um, Dominican people, if um, if a woman cooks something and it's good, they'll say, te puedes casar. That's how they respond to that, which yeah. means like, you can get married. <laughs> you made a good meal, you can get married. But they'll never say that to a guy. So it's mm -hmm. sort of saying like, um, men don't have to worry about that because you're going to have a woman because also we live in a heteronormative society. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, it's also signaling to women like you, you need to learn how to cook in order to take care of a man because that's your role. And then his role is going to be to provide. Right. Or like how there's an emphasis in teaching um, girls to to learn how to clean and to contribute to cleaning the house. I think about your story, Jess, um, to contribute to cleaning the house, but that's not really that much of an emphasis my for, for, for a boy. Well, you told me that when you were growing up, you had to help your mom clean the whole house, and your brother was assigned to clean one window. <laughs> Nick is going to listen to this and be so But fit. shout out to your mom, because she still made him clean that window. You know? <laughs> the windows are squeaky clean. <laughs> No, but honestly, that's a perfect example. So, um, yeah, I I don't care. So I clean and I do my laundry. <laughs> I've been doing it for years now. Um, but, yeah, that's exactly, you know, in, in Puerto Rico, it's the same thing. It's like, oh, no, yeah, to, you know, uh, you're ready to get married. You know how to cook. So uh, They say that in Puerto Rico, too. For women, yeah. yeah. And also, like, when I tell, like, and I also had the experience where i talked to you know other females um back in puerto rico it's like oh when you know when when i say that i cook and you know i do laundry i you know clean the bathroom and i do all these things they, they're like super surprised like oh my god you can't do that and i'm like what the fuck i mean i'm not useless so yeah it's this gender norm it's this gender yeah norm. It's yeah, but um, so yeah, I I cook and clean. So <laughs> nice. See, I never heard that though. Like in my family, they never said that. Like the puedes casar, but but I still yeah. I still saw that. I still like somehow I I felt that I was like, oh, I have to learn these things in it, order to. It's find, very subtle. I have to find my husband. Mm -hmm. I'm still looking. You still looking for your husband? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Keep your company while you do that. Like long walks on the beach yeah. with my wife. Uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, I, um, my mom always told me like, learn how to take care of yourself and you know be independent. But at the same time, I was still taught you know how to clean, mm -hmm. how to cook. Yeah, my brother wasn't. Um, I was still taught how to do my laundry. So I think it's like subtle things, even though your your parents teach you or your family teaches you and tells you that you should be independent. There's still ways in which those roles are reinforced. Like I saw my grandmother serve my grandfather his food. Yeah. And my mom refused to do that for my dad. She was like, he'll just starve if he can't serve his own food. All right. Um, but I think that had had my mom like done that behavior... When I had a boyfriend as part of my lesbian starter pack, I would have served him his food. You would have served him his food? Maybe. You never know. That stuff is, really? is like, it's learned. It's passed down. Damn. I ain't serving anybody's food these days, but. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What the hell? Miranda's are serving the food. Yeah, I should have once in a while. 
Oh my goodness. Um, so <laughs> I think you, you kind of talked about this um, already, but I do want to unpack it a little more. Like how has your vision of what it means to be a man changed throughout your adult years? I mean, you talked about getting a mani petty. Has anything else like changed in terms of for you, what it means to be a man? Um, yeah, throughout the years, it's basically like, you know, like very simple. It's just like getting my shit together, like being supportive with my partner, being respectful, um, get, you know, like being responsible, being independent, being, you know, like hard workers. So those were the things that my mom, uh, my mother taught me. Um, and basically now I'm just like mold i mean using those skills or that you know like knowledge tools that my mom thank you that gave me so i'm i've been using that now um i think as a society we need to like make um you know um we as guys help you know like women to get into like more spaces of power especially Mm -hmm. like incorporate um I don't know. Corporate spaces. Yeah, yeah. yeah corporate I spaces. Um, yeah, it's just like, it's just, uh, I don't know. No, I think yeah. I, I think it's really important, the fact that you're even thinking about that and that you're bringing this into the conversation, that it means that that's something that's top of mind for you in terms of, uh, I think, a part of working through masculinity and deconstructing and... Um, and sort of uh, deconstructing a patriarchal society is understanding the privilege that you have as a man. Mm-hmm. And I think that you you just acknowledge the privilege that you have and how you can use that and to to help other people give them and give them access and give them a seat at the table. So I think that's really important that you are thinking about that and how that I think that's like amazing that in in me asking you about how your vision of a, of what, what it means to be a man, how that has changed, the fact that you're not only thinking about yourself anymore, you're thinking about, like, your privilege and how you can use that to improve the world. Yeah, and I think it's also, like, it comes full circle. Uh, coming back to the story you were telling about your friend and how, like, she's having a hard time finding a partner, a man, because she's a powerful, independent woman. Like, shout out to you for, like, coming out of that culture and finding such a beautiful, independent, powerful woman as a partner and being able to say, like, fuck these, like, gender roles and, like, I'm not going to play into that anymore. Like, I can have a partner and be an equal. I don't have to be more. I don't have to just be a provider. I can be vulnerable and I can get mani petties and I can, <laughs> I you can know, get my toes fresh. You know? <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, that's really powerful. I mean, like, I know you probably didn't think about that, but, like, that's amazing because there's a lot of men out there and like no shade to them, but it's just the way that they've been molded in that. Like they have to find these women that they can not necessarily control, but like have to fit these gender roles. You have Mm -hmm. to know how to cook. You have to do this for me. You got to feed me. You got to do my laundry. You got to do all this stuff. And so I think it's really awesome that you were, you're able to do that. Um, I am curious though. Did you find yourself like when uh, Marion was asking you about going to the Manny Penny? Did you realize that that was your like masculine energy blocking you from doing that? Um, or did you just were like it's just like it's just not territory I'm used to. Like, 
Did you realize it? No, honestly, no. So at the beginning, it was like, no, I don't need that. Like, but then, like, you know, I had a really good conversation with my partner, and she's like, yeah, uh, basically, society is telling you because you're a guy, you're not allowed to, you know, you 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 can't treat yourself in that way. So. Mm -hmm. Um, basically she opened my eyes, it's like, oh shit, like, you know, like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it, and, and honestly, at the end of the day, so, and I tell people, like, sometimes I provide advice, but I don't, you know, I don't listen to myself, it's like, people don't pay my bills, so, I mean, yeah. and I should do whatever I wanna do, because, I mean, first of all, it's my own money, and it's for me, so it's something that, you know, I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. And I don't care if, you know, if society or the other males or other guys out there are going to be like, oh, no, that's for girls. I'm not going to do that shit. So I will yeah. highly recommend you to get your money, <laughs> for example, and clean your house. I mean, like, come on now. In clean your house. <laughs> clean, clean your shit. <laughs> <laughs> the year London. No. no, but honestly, like in these days, like you know, you want to make like things happen, and you know, like you want to live a healthy and happy life. So I think, like you know, this this thing of you know, like the guys, the provider, and all this mm -hmm. stuff, like you know, that's outdated. Yeah, that's you know um, how we grew up. Um, that was like previous generations were taught. Uh, but yeah, I mean. We are in 2020 almost, and, you know, uh, I think we should, like, you know, collaborate and, and keep working together. Yeah. I want to point out to all of the listeners that we all were taught a certain set of rules in our heads um, growing up. Um, think about what those are for you. Uh, for us right now, many we were taught many rules, but for us, the one that we're talking about right now is what our role is on the basis of our gender and with the assumption that there are only two genders, right? So like the yeah. man has a role yeah. and the woman has a role. And I, I want to take a moment to acknowledge how much work it takes to continue working on yourself and to make decisions every day when you have subconsciously and sometimes consciously a rule that you were taught that you are breaking in yeah. your head, right? So you're you're taking these actions, you're you're taking actions to improve yourself, but in your mind you're also thinking, I'm breaking a rule in terms of what I was told I needed to be and how I was told I needed to live. And for context for a lot of us in, in Latinx households, we grew up being told that we follow the rules. You're good when you follow the rules and you mm -hmm. do what your parents tell you. So I want to acknowledge how much of a struggle it is and how much work it is to go every day and break the rules that we were taught. And these rules also exist in society. So that said, um, Elvin, since we live in this, this hyper-masculine society that doesn't only exist in Puerto Rico and in Latin American countries, but it does exist in the U.S., um, how does that culture impact your daily thoughts and actions? Um, so, yeah, sh uh, showing my emotions um, is been something that, you know, like, I'm still learning and I've been, like, you know, um, I've been more, more vulnerable now in these days. 
um, in part because of my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she, I talked to her, and you know, and I talked to my mother also, mm-hmm. and 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 he, you know, it's okay, it's okay to cry, it's okay to share your emotions, your mm-hmm. frustrations, yeah, your you know, like show your your all your emotions, you know, when you're happy and when you're sad, you know, your your defeats and your you know your your wins, yeah. Um, I think now, so I, I'm still learning that process because um, sometimes I feel like, oh, I don't want to share. I just, you know, I want to I wanna be stronger. Um, so I think like now, throughout the years, so I've been, you know, I've been more, more sensitive, more like, you know, vulnerable, I will say, so. Yeah, and I think you mentioned before, like, um, the ways that like you use like you see things now like how you can use your privilege to like help women and I think that that's huge um when it comes to this topic um that I'm not sure I'm not sure if many people come to that conclusion um without like the upbringing that like you had um but I think it's really important and and special that you know you that's important to you now um so thank you for doing that um on behalf of the women in the room. <laughs> no, and it, I mean it's it's just a small like you know, and and you model things by example, right? So um, you're. I mean, I'm not expecting, or you know, we're not expecting to fix the world from you know uh, tomorrow, but at least we can, you know, guys out there ro- be you know those role models and you know like help each other out. I mean, like this is not like you know like a gender well. It's a gender dominated, unfortunately, but it shouldn't be like that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we should have more like women's in power. I mm-hmm. think, like, you know, like, yeah, guys are uh, outdated. I mean, nothing <laughs> personal. I mean, it's it's true. Like, we always have like president of the United States. So right now in Puerto Rico, so we have a uh, we have uh, our second uh, f- uh, governor, uh, female governor. So oh, nice. Yeah, so it's shocking for some people mm-hmm. uh, because it's like, oh, we got a woman in power. We got to, like, but, like, let her do her, you know, her, yeah. the work first, and then you criticize. But, like, yeah. I think, like, you know. Um, so a lot so, of assumptions made of her Exactly, already. without, like, hey, don't judge. Just, like, let her, you know, do the work and give her the opportunity um, and, and see you, uh where we go from there but like you know i think sometimes um people are not ready for for changes um, yeah and especially drastic changes like that so yeah. yeah great so you talked about this a little bit but i want to dig deeper into what you're doing to shift your mentality from the narrative you've been taught on what it means to be a man um so i can give you an example and and you know and going to you know the deeper side so um i lost a close family member uh to me uh, a few years ago and yeah i've been in a i was in a very dark you know spot Mm -hmm. and i think in part was because um i was now open and i was like restricting myself to you know like express my my feelings and emotions to the world um and I was very depressed and I was no sh- I, I I was not showing you know my 
vulnerability mm -hmm. uh, to the world. It, I, it was, I kept it to myself, but at the same time, it was like, oh, I can't cry because, like, you know, I, what people are going to say or things mm -hmm. like that. And I was like, you know, thinking about what society will say about me as being a man. Yeah. Um, and now, like, that happens a few years ago. So I've been opening myself more and exposing myself more to, you know, like, to more, to more vulnerable people who, you know, gave me good advice. It's mm -hmm. like, hey, this is like a completely normal process. It's, you know, you have to uh, release your emotions. It's going to make you feel better. Um, and yeah, and until these days, I have my ups and downs. I get depressed. And until these days, I still cry, you know, uh, this person, uh, which is super close to me. Uh, but, you know, we keep pushing forward. So, uh, and to be honest with you, it makes me feel better. So I feel like a sense of relief every time you know, I express my emotions and, yeah. and I cry. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that vulnerability. No, thank you. <laughs> See, you're practicing what you said <laughs> that, that you're doing. Yeah. No, it's true. No, but yeah. And I'm sure our listeners will appreciate you hearing that from you. Yeah. Like you're saying it out loud, right? Because yeah. we're all thinking it, right? These these things, and it isn't until someone says it all, and they're like, "Oh my god, I feel that too," you know? Yeah. Um. So, to close off, um, there, there, I'm sure that there are, um, men who are listening to this episode, who are starting their journey in terms of thinking about what does it mean for me, um, to be a man, um. What advice would you give them? So the guys out there, um, be gen be gentlemen, um, get your shit together. So, yeah, I mean, like you know, you, yeah, you, you basically like my my best advice is just you know be a gentleman. So work hard. Um, don't play the the gender role, or you know, like. Oh, I'm the guy. I had to be the provider, and you know, like that's that's shit. That's outdated. Um, and also be supportive of your partner. So if you're, you know, like this is not who makes more money here, or who cleans the bathroom, or who cooks, or who does the laundry. It's just like this is teamwork. Um, and yeah, I mean, and you're gonna. I guarantee you, you will have a, a happy and. And, and, a more, and a better life so um that would be my advice i mean it's pretty straightforward so it's you know it's not rocket science it's just like being vulnerable being you know being a human so mm -hmm. um back to the back to the basics so be a human before you were a man exactly <laughs> that's a good one actually <laughs> <laughs> that just made that up uh, you know trying to be the brown Brene brown <laughs> take some work Gotta drop a couple of bangers out there. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I think that that's, I think to close on that, it's just like, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to do all those things you just said, right? Like, it's unlearning. It's a lot of unlearning. It, yeah. it is, and, you know, we keep learning, we keep growing, and, yeah, I mean, sometimes I, you know, I catch myself like, oh shit, like I'm thinking this way, and you know, and I said that, and then like I rephrase it or I think about it, it's like, oh, that wasn't appropriate or not, or 
mm-hmm. you know, things like that. But yeah. we keep getting better and we keep learning. So for sure. Shout out to you for being vulnerable on this podcast. <laughs> no, thank you for the invite. So I, I really I, appreciate it. I think it's very important to have that male perspective because um, we as women, and Marion said this not too long ago, but like we as women can say to um, to men within our culture, you, it's okay for you to cry. It's okay for you to um, be sensitive. It's okay for you to get a mani and a petty. But it's not until they hear another man within the culture say it that they're like, oh, that's okay. If Alvin cries, like, <laughs> it's okay if I cry because I, I know at least one other guy out there that has cried. Yeah, 100%. I know tons of guys who would say the same thing. And it's not until their buddies do it or they see them doing it that they're like, oh, shit, I could do that too. Like, it's okay. Right. That's and, true. You know? And I know that getting on this podcast was a big moment for you. So thank you very much. I'm sweating here. (laughs) (laughs) You did so great. Uh, We really appreciate your perspective. And so I think, um, yeah, really grateful. Yes. And if people want to find you, where can they find you? Oh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, um, Edwin Escudero Colon. So I'm there. Um, I live in Oakland. So you want to hang out or want to grab coffee or... Get a mani-pedi. Manny and Petty for the guys. Yes. Yes. We're going to put that in <laughs> the show notes for show. Listen. So you want to grab your Manny and Petty, let me know. So I, I know I have a good place where I can recommend you. <laughs> if, if you can get a group of, of male listeners from the show and go and get a Manny Petty, I will go to Oakland. I will take a picture of this and I will make it a post. <laughs> on Trish Chat just to showcase the impact that one voice can have. Well, let's see. I mean, you won't regret, guys. So <laughs> go Toes will be fresh. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I would love that. I would yeah. love that. Um, but I think to kind of close this off, the biggest takeaway here is to just like, for the men out there, or for anyone really, you know, with like gender roles, um, ask yourself why you're doing something or why your first, you know, your first response is yes or no or whatever. It's like, really understand where that's stemming from um, because more often than not it's from your childhood or something that was told that like because you are a specific gender you were supposed to be that way and like yes it's a lot of unlearning but I think that that's the point in life I think that's why it gets harder as we get older because we start realizing one we're starting to live for ourselves and also two we're realizing how like fucked it was growing up with these things that like we don't even believe in these rules, but we're following them. Right. So it's hard work. I say that at every end of the episode, but it's so important um, to truly ask yourself why. Um, because it's important to live your authentic life, your authentic self. Yes. Absolutely. I think I'm giving a giving you a run for your money, Brown Brene Brown. No, no one, no one <laughs> will be the Brown Brene Brown. I'm kidding. In order to be the brown Brene Brown, you gotta let other people shine. All right. Shine your light, my queen. Oh, oh okay. I see you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Elvin. Um, thank you, Steph, for always facilitating Anytime. this amazingness. Thank, thank you. you both. Yes. No, thank you. Um, this is amazing. I love it. So, um, yeah. Just let me know for the next one. Yes. I <laughs> love it. I love it. Awesome. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in.
Till next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. Peace.